All right, once again, we are here. We are ready for another episode of the Culture Academy podcast. Class is in session. Yes, sir. And this has been fun time, fun time, fun times. Um, it's good to see you again, brother. How's everything? How's everything going? How's life treating you? Life is good, man. Better than I probably deserve, man. It's good to see you. Good to see everybody, man. How about how you doing, man? How about yourself? How you living? It's doing good, man. I'm living better than uh better than our boy Beans right now. I'll tell you that much, man. Yo, man. Beans, Beanie, Beans, Beanie Siegel, Mac, whatever you want to call him. He he's taking those L's this week. Man. I think I might have to put him in the dunce corner of the week. Oh shit. So we got the first dunce I, corner I, I, of the I think week? He, I think he's gonna be the first ever dunce corner of the week. It's gonna go to my man's Beanie Siegel, because he's just been he, He's just been taking mad too many L's, man. Too many L's to be an OG. I, I feel bad, man, because I feel like Philly takes so many L's. You got you taking Meek Mills took so many L's in the past, and now the OGs are so, starting so, to take so, so the L's. So let me L's. ask you this. So, so, so let me ask you this, because I feel like Meek is an easy target. So is Meek taking L's, or is he just the punching bag of the industry right now? What, what punch, say you? He's the punching bag of the industry. Um, so that's not the same, really, as taking L's, though. It's not the same as taking L, but he still has actions that's been taking L's. Like the oh, fact oh so, so he still has. It, it's his actions. <laughs> it's, his, it's not the fact that everybody's coming at him. It's the fact it's his actions. So it's a combination of, uh, yeah, it is of a combination. everything. When he sticks to just the rapping, he's fine. When he goes to anything outside of rapping. He's in trouble. He's in trouble. Um, <laughs> and just in case you guys are not aware, poor boy Beans, uh, Mac, Broad Street Bully, whatever you want to call him. I had a Breakfast Club interview. Breakfast, that'll be Power 105 in New York City. Power one oh five one if I'm correct, but you know, fuck the dot docs. That's yeah, not fuck our the affiliation. They ain't cut yeah, the check. Exactly. Cut the check and we'll plug the exact one. But um yeah, man, uh the Be- Beanie Siegel interview, he went on the Breakfast Club. It was about a 40 good minute. interview. I thought it, it was a, it good was a great interview. It was about forty I minutes. I thought so one of the better ones that we've seen in recent memory. Yeah, taking it back to Birdman. Respect. You gotta my put name. some re- gotta put some respect on Bean's name, Charlemagne. But, yo, Charlemagne shout, shout out Charlemagne to God, man. Yeah, definitely shout out Charlemagne to God. Um I f- and just to give some, you know, backstory in the situation uh, as far as the, the Breakfast Club interview before we go into anything. Basically, this this entire thing stems from the game beef. So this this is from the game Meek Mill. This beef shit is still happening from 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 uh, from beans, you know, taking the getting getting sucker punched and getting knocked out backstage. You know, th- this is all that same situation, same situation. And I feel bad because why do you feel bad? Tell the people. I feel bad because anybody can get knocked out. That is that is a hundred percent fact. Anybody can be touched. And my biggest thing that throughout the entire situations that's been happening, and this is not even just the beat situation, it's just life in general where people affiliate to hip hop music to be. Okay. We're letting the internet decide what's street or not, and these keyboard warriors don't know what's street because you're so not you, in that life. So you saying that you letting the Twitter handles, you letting the you letting the nerds behind the screen dictate the streets you are because look at it man the way we was raised bro you it will be a mystery to me if somebody did not get knocked out at some point in their life if a nigga in the hood did not get knocked out i looked at him like he was I'm untouchable not, I'm, 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 I'm gonna take it even further than the hood just somebody who lived a regular life if you haven't gotten to some sort of fisticuffs I, I i would have to say that you were a little off yeah, and I'm not even necessarily saying knocked out, but it's not like... At least the fisticuffs. Yeah, it's not like uh, these cats is going around, they're made of metal, so each time they're just eating punches. And if you ever had a busted lip, you ever had a black guy, whatever the situation may be, shit you got to, you, you, you got to a physical altercation, you know what we're talking about. Exactly. So the way the internet was looking at this whole Beanie Siegel situation as far as um, making it look like he was a sucker for getting knocked out, 
that shit they was, went hard. Yeah, they, yeah, the internet trolls definitely went hard at this. Sure. That's what I'm saying. We can't be letting the internet decide what street, what street, what's tough or not. Because my whole thing with the Beans situation is, and again, Beans is digging himself a hole, and we talked about this before the way he's talking about the situation. But if in the if you got knocked out and if you got blindsided, like you said, which appears to be the case based it, off the it, footage, it, it seems to be true. It seems to be true. Why are you mad at that? Why do you have to justify yourself? You got blindsided. You got sucker punch, pussy shit. Just get on with your life. But see, but 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 to the common person, to the common fan, like you and I, we can understand. Hey, you know, I've been there. I've been sucker punched. I've been the sucker puncher, sucker punchy. Have you wanna? Have you wanna say? But um, but it's just different when you when you in when you in hip hop and you want and you have that 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 bright light on you. And you talking all this gangster shit, you can, the streets or or if you want to say the internet trolls or the media is never going to give you a pass if something like that happens to you. But it's just because it's beans. Look at Forty Glock, same oh. situation. Yeah, but got 40, washed up, never been the same. But Forty was different though, because Forty was pressing on people. So when that shit happens, it's more that'll be the same like Trick Trick. If Trick Trick got knocked out, we would be looking at it the same. Okay, I, okay, um, okay. I, I can agree with that. Because if somebody, let's say Drake got knocked out, what would you, what would the people say? They'd I, be like, "Oh, poor Aubrey." That's what they would say. I think say. we would be they expecting to call him Drake. Yeah, they I don't think all oh, poor Aubrey. But I don't. If Drake got knocked out, depending on the conditions of it, but if he got sucker punch and people could see he got sucker punch, I don't think Drake would be taking that much heat because he doesn't identify a street. Well, you look well, at the Broad Street bully, Beanie Siegel, you spend your whole life identifying the street. You're going around parading the fact that you got bodies and you got uh, basically uh, indicted for these things. So when you get knocked out, the Internet's looking like it's a big deal. I don't because the shit happens, but that's what the Internet's doing. And we need to stop letting keyboard warriors justify what's tough for them. I mean, I definitely like the way that, I definitely like the way that you said that, the way that you presented that information. Um, Beans being the Broad Street bully. um, I never thought that he would, you know, would have got sucker punch. But, uh, you know, to quote my man Banks, you know, the sucker punch comes with perfect timing, just like an American distraction. So, I mean, I don't know, man. But um, but he kind of spoke on that in the interview, kind of saying if he wanted to take it, you know, to that darker side, he could have. He chose to perform and keep it moving. I really think it's more of an indictment on the niggas in Philly that you're going to knock out, a, that you're going to, you know, put hands on an OG who kind of paved the way for y'all. At the end of the day, if you ask me, meat career is over until he come out with another single. That's popping. Yeah, that's true. And that's what I've been saying. I've been saying the meat shit was dead, but it's not, it's all, it's all for meat. Like if you're looking at, okay, so we're talking about the Breakfast Club interview. Taking it back, obviously, there's the infamous Tax Stone podcast, right. which we talked about right. last time. And meat was basically, um, I mean, um, Beans was basically stating a lot of, um, you know, street shit. If I want to take it there, I could take it there. Exactly. That seems to be his exactly. cop out at this point. He keeps on harking on that. But my whole thing but is, is it um, really a cop out though? It's not necessarily a cop out, but if you're gonna, I mean, you have a guy who's already been shot, already been in the penitentiary. What would he gain to really take it to the streets? That is true. I'm not saying he should take it to the streets. The reason I'm saying there's a cop out is because he keeps using that as his card based on history. Oh, I could take it there if I wanted to, but I'm not gonna. Take but it. I'm not gonna do it. That's like the washed up NBA player who played in the league for five seasons, fell out two years, and is like I'm making a comeback, like. That's do, do, you, Harkin on making do, you, do you think that any that any part of Beans is doing this just to be relevant? Yes. Damn. Yes. And here's why I say that. So he's doing it for the pub. And I didn't think so at first. And nobody's going to say that. I haven't heard nobody say that. But the reason I say that is because, and I did not think initially that he was doing it for the pub. My whole ordeal is uh, when you're going and you're basically stating these things that 
your music is coming out as fire as it's ever been. You you going and he said this multiple times, not only on the Tax Stone podcast, but he also said it in the interview with Char, uh, with Charlemagne in the Breakfast Club, basically stating the music is coming out so naturally, it's naturally right now. I should do a double disc. So when you're saying shit like that, with all the press that you're getting, that leads me to believe that you are doing it for a press run. I mean, I kind of have to believe you, man, because because as you just said, this man said he has so much so much material that he could do a double disc. Well, where was the double disc material before you got into the beef situation? Yeah, exactly. He was laying low. Now, part of it could be because obviously his uh, voice situation with the whole lung. Yeah, with, with, the, with the lung collapse and the, and the gunshot wound, absolutely. Yeah, and you know, that's unfortunate because I think Beans' voice is affecting a lot of his fanfare. But it is what it is. But we just take it back to the podcast. The, not the podcast. Um, we take it back to the interview. I just wanted to give the quick back, background on that because he went on the Breakfast Club uh, yesterday. This is the voluntarily. I want people to understand that he, that he went voluntarily. He was not voluntarily to do the interview. Voluntarily. Now I'm just. I have my notes here. We're recording this today, October 12th. So this will be. I want to get the exact date. October 11th. He went on the Breakfast Club. I'm not gonna say yesterday. October 11th. He went on Breakfast Club. With Envy and Charlemagne. With Envy and Charlemagne. Now he's well documented. I'm glad you said voluntarily because he's well documented with issues with Charlemagne the God. This oh, really? So, to, so so bring me up to speed. I'll bring you up to speed. Uh, this goes back to the first Tax Stone podcast. So Tax Stone, so Tax Stone interviewed it, him it, twice. It, it's not Tax Stone just so they don't kill us. It's Tax Season. The tax Season podcast, yes. Everybody yeah. thinks it's Tax Stone because the niggas are stoning. Yes, 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 yes. Ta- okay. Tax, tax, tax season, season podcast. Tax Season podcast from Tax Stone. Uh, tax, AKA Tax Stone, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> I like Yeah, exactly. We got to do that. I so, like on the Tax Season podcast, because the very first interview that Beanie Siegel had on there, he was basically. Good interview. It was a good interview. Yeah, the, the, the first one was a great interview. Um, he was basically stating that he had issues with Charlemagne and the things that he did. Right. So. And his antics and the way he moved around, right? And his antics, the way he moved around. Now, I'm a huge fanatic when it comes to these two characters. So. Good personality. Great personality. So the Brilliant Idiots podcast uh, with Miko Grimes. Miko said it to Charlemagne. And Charlemagne said, look, I like beans. I got nothing but love. Let's talk about it. So he addressed it at that time. And he said he would address uh, beans directly. Now, take it to the Tax Stone podcast. Okay. Beans went on the Tax Stone podcast, obviously on his famous rant, which is probably going to go down as top podcast of the year. Facts. Episode facts. <laughs> you know. It's going to go down as the top episode. So he brought his whole entire rant onto that tax season podcast, that episode, which is very famous. When he, after, That was immediately after he got knocked out. Now, the next episode of The Brilliant Idiot, Charlemagne the God stated, it, and I don't have the exact quotes here, but he talked about the whole Beanie Siegel situation. He basically stated that Beanie and his situation is coming across as a hypocrite and coming across as a hater based on all of the facts that he has. Now, take it to the Breakfast Club interview. Bro, the uh, epic interview. If you haven't seen it, you need to check it out. Now, it was 40 minutes of just straight, pure bliss. Now, again, when the you knew the animosity was there as soon as the interview started. And just like you said, Beans voluntarily came up to that interview. Like, I don't get that shit. If people have a problem with answering certain questions and interviewing, don't interview. That would just make sense in my... Don't go on the interview. If, 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 if you're going to give somebody an interview and, they, and you have to brief them on the questions omit certain questions i wouldn't even if somebody's gonna come on our podcast and i can't ask you the questions i want to ask i'm gonna tell you that i don't want you on straight up so obviously the interview happened and i had to had to have you check out that interview it was it was pure 
pure nuts. Now, now, granted, Beanie Siegel, he, and I don't know if you agree because you've heard both as well. Do you think he shed any light differently than what he's already told us? It feels like though he's just keeping in the same course, uh, same lane. And I'm not saying that's bad because that'll be the truth. But based on the tax season podcast, based on the Breakfast Club interview, I don't really have any new information. The only thing that was really confusing to me in the entire entire situation, just to kind of jump in advance um, of the Breakfast Club interview with Beanie Siegel, is he stated during that interview that he never got the call for Meek. He never got the call. What do you mean? The call to what? To come the to call, the studio? The call to come to the studio, but he went to the studio and he's claiming ghostwriting, so I don't get it. Did you just pop up? What he was saying was that, um, at least this is what I gathered from the interview, what he was saying was that he got wind from a mutual colleague that O'Malley was in the studio. And uh, so he went down there to go, you know, chop it up with O'Malley. And then the events transpired how they transpired. Yeah. And, you know, he just and, and I respect Charlamagne the God in this interview. Again, you have to check it out. Uh, but basically, you know, the, the same exact things that Charlamagne the God has said on other podcasts on The Breakfast Club before. And I'm sure off air he brought the beans face. He said, you're coming across as bitter. You're coming across as a hypocrite. You're coming across as a hater. At least that's what I get. And Charlamagne even gave him the benefit of the doubt in the podcast because once Beans explained himself, he said, okay, when you explain it that way, it doesn't seem like you're a hater. But when I first got it, I thought you were a hater. I mean, Beans seemed, I'm not going to say a hater. because that, that seems kind of harsh because hate, hating on somebody is the biggest imitation of flattery. And Beans doesn't seem like he's really a big fan of me as a person or as an artist right now. But what I will call Beans is a he's, he's an opportunist. He saw opportunity because he tried to downplay it. Oh, they only used a couple of my bars on the, on the record. Well, nigga, how did they use your, your, your vocal on the record without your permission? You know what I'm saying? So you was there. You was on Meek's side with the beef. Then you thought about it like, oh, shit. Hurricane really has bars. And Meek ain't got shit for him. So you tried to get, you tried to run for the hills and get out of Dodge, but it didn't work out that way. You got touched and then you got exposed. I, I, if you ask me, Charlemagne exposed Beanie Siegel and not the other way around. I, I would think so. And just like you said, the reason, and I said this a while back too on our previous podcast, I do feel like Beans is coming across bitter. And the reason why is you have yeah, to look he, at. He, he seemed mad bitter, right? I, I, I get that vibe too. He seemed mad bitter. Well, here's why. If you're looking from an OG situation, which Beans keeps stating that it's an OG situation to a young mentorship, he basically stated on the Tax Season podcast that, okay, I wanted to get closer to Meek and mentor Meek. So you came in the situation trying to mentor Meek. Once you realized the shit didn't work as you planned, just like you just said, get the fuck out of Dodge, you decided to go the other way. And his situation of going the other way was not dealing with the situation. So he was planning on falling back and stop fucking with him. Well, of course, the whole knockout situation happened, and now you're doing a complete 180. To anybody in hip-hop, this looks completely fucking crazy. Like, if he expects the casual fan to know the backstory, he's going to have a problem because what it looks like you the casual fan— You have to tell fan, the backstory. Like, that, that's, what, that's what was kind of pissing me off watching the interview. I'm like, bro, they're trying to get your perspective on what happened, and you almost trying to make it seem like you too good to give your perspective, but you looking bad in the streets right now? Yeah, definitely. He's looking terrible right now. And it, and again, it goes back to just like what you said, when you don't have the backstory, because here's what the casual fan sees right now. Beans got on the record with Meek. Beans had a problem with me. He got knocked out. He came back and this. Damn, that just sounds so harsh. He got knocked out. Yeah, let's God. say sucker punch. He got sucker punch. Sucker punch. Sucker punch. 
Then he started dissing me. All of this circle has been happening within about two, three week period. It hasn't even been a full month of this bullshit. Where the fuck is game with all this shit? Because Meek dropped two disses to Meek. One recently within this week. So where is game with all of this? This was originally game's beat. Game is falling back. He's letting his albums coming out. He's just chilling, doing promo runs. Just like, a, just like a pure boss, Game came in. He stirred up some controversy. He got the pub that he wanted, dropped the bars that he wanted. He manipulated the whole situation because Meek was on his heels the whole time. Game came up out of nowhere one morning. Yo, fuck you. We got to fight. Da, 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 da. Meek dropped the record, which was ass. Game came back, destroyed this... <laughs> Just destroyed this man, you know, with the with the just record that he had, and then he faded to black, and now here, and now you have the not even just Meek, you have the whole city of Philly left to deal with this beef, and now they sitting here beefing amongst each other like some idiots while the man Game is on tour collecting, securing the bag. Yeah, and you know what though, you just said the whole city of Philly, and it, and it's funny because like just like you said, Philly's looking in shambles right now, and then uh, recently actually. Within, I don't remember if it was today or yesterday night, but O'Malley went on uh, IG, Instagram. He's basically going on this fuck Bean, bill, uh, bean, bean Bills. Fuck this Beanie Siegel uh, tour right now, basically, you know, on Instagram. Uh, but when you're calling out so many people, here's my personal opinion. Speak on it. And maybe Beans is closer to the situation than anybody would be, but he keeps talking about this whole street part of this beef. It ain't street. If it was street, it'd be street. We're going to keep it record. Okay. He seems awfully sure that the other side's intention is not straight. You just got touched. And apparently the person who touched him is somebody that he knew, which is a younger cat in, in a block that he was affiliated with. So he seems awfully convinced. That's my thing. How are you sure, Beanie Siegel, that their intentions are not straight? I don't, I don't understand that. Well, I mean, all I can gather from the interview was um, that he feels like, you know, this was a one-off situation. Because when he asked, what about Tifi? He was like, he's harmless. He was like, what about me? He was like, he's harmless. He's saying that, you know, he feels that the situation, you know, to the outside eye looking in, maybe it seems like, you know, he should be worried. But he's saying that these are guys who are married to members of his family and vice versa. So if it's that type of situation and I really know you and I'm really from that city and I'm also an OG, if anybody's really qualified to know whether it's really going to go there or not, I would have to take Bean's word for it because if Bean say he's not worried and then two days later, you know, he gets bodied again, then who's the fool? And I can see that. And I'm not saying anything's going to stretch out into violence. I we obviously don't want that to happen. We always promote peace. But it's just to be that solid about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you take it back to the street shit, okay, if you take it back to just street, if you get knocked out by somebody in the fucking city and you happen to be in a certain place, if you go back to that place, there's going to be something on your mind. I, can, I really can't believe that Beans is just going back to Philly and thinking everything's going to be kosher, especially when he's on these press runs. Yo, Meek Mill's got nothing to lose. Uh, Meek Mill's, he needs something popping right now. I'm not saying that, again, we're not wishing anything violence, but just to be so certain that this is not the case, I figured me, uh, Beans being an OG would know better than that, but he seems pretty confident, and he just wants to take out all of his anger on the poor boy, Charlamagne the guy. Uh, during that interview, which, like I said, we talked about it. I true, I respect Charlemagne for just keeping it 100 and asking him these questions. He wasn't backing down for shit. I respect Charlemagne as a journalist, as a as a radio personality, as a TV personality. 
Um, he asked the right questions. If Beans couldn't handle the heat, he should have got out of the kitchen. But what I don't like, on the flip side, if be if you Beans and you say, oh, you don't want to see Matt come out and this, that, and the third, y'all can't be saying y'all street dudes and then trying to come for Charlemagne like he's the street dude also. He's not a street dude. He's a radio personality. His job is to ask the questions that the people want to know and to get an understanding. So for Beans to try to kind of step down on Charlemagne, you don't get no points, nigga, for checking Charlemagne. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that's the same situation with the Birdman situation. I don't I don't get it. I don't understand it. Like I said, he's sitting over here trying to check him um, instead of being worried about, you know, what the real situation is. And, and Charlemagne's going to ask the question. Just like you said, he's a journalist. You're on the show. He's going to ask these questions. He's going to expect to get an answer. So when you're sitting over here saying you don't want to be a part of my world, that world is dangerous. You don't. He's not trying to be a part of your world. He's trying Nigga, to get all, an insight in all, your all world. All we asking questions is how you saying you the Broad Street bully, and in your own city you got snuck and knocked the fuck out. We talking, we talking, we talking Friday style. You was in the you was in the studio with the nigga on a Monday, and then come the following Tuesday you dissing the nigga. Charlamagne was just trying to get some perspective on somebody who has a lot of respect as an MC and as a street dude with you know, hip-hop culture for the past 20, 30 years, we was just trying to get some insight into what you had going on. And to me, it seemed like he was running away from the questions. He didn't want to answer them, which, to, in my opinion, kind of showed, which kind of lent to Charlemagne point being true. You a sucker and you and you, and you opportunistic. Because how you going to be with me one day and then dissing the nigga the next day? It just don't make no sense. Yo, that shit had me dying, bro. When, when Buddy said, if I don't mess with suckers, why am I here then? Something of that effect. He said, if I don't mess with suckers, then why am I here? Because I think you a sucker and I don't mess with you. My boy Charlemagne said, well, yeah. If I was you, I'd leave. I bro, wouldn't want to be affiliated man, with a look, sucker. Look, when Beanie Siegel got up to leave that interview and he said, oh, so if I think you a sucker, I should get up and leave. And he stood up and he looked at Charlemagne. And when Charlemagne looked him in his face and said, uh, well, yeah, if, if I'm a sucker, you should leave. Yo. And Beanie sat back down. <laughs> in my opinion, Charlemagne shun, son, Beanie Siegel. I would agree with that. And then he started going off about Because at shit. the end of the day, if people really want to be honest, why did Beans go to the Breakfast Club? To get more pub. That's what it That's is. That's the only reason he did it. That's what it is. I think this whole thing is a pub game. Because when it first began... I was like, okay, this is uh, Beans. He's trying to be a mentor to a young up-and-coming artist who's pretty much getting established in Philly, and he's trying to be this uh, mentorship, basically stating, you know, stay away from these roads. I went there. It's bad. Do this. This would be better for your career. And then suddenly you're dropping disses, and you're on a press run, and you're talking about I can put a double disc because the music is coming out as best as it ever can. That is 100% of publicity. You want the, you want the you publicity. You, you can't tell me otherwise. Hey, man, I agree with you 100%, man. A lot of it, I think he saw opportunity to stand next to Meek because even though Meek was getting killed in the game, he's still the brightest spot in Philly. Still so, the most relevant. Still the most relevant artist in Philly. You, you took that moment through O'Malley or whatever the case may be to stand next to the hottest dude in your city while he was getting pissed on. Then your ass got pissed on indirectly because you was collateral damage, got caught in the line of fire. Next thing you know... Meek done jump ship on you because he really not really trying to fuck with the game like that. Your ass get knocked out. You wake up and now all of a sudden you want to be for everybody. 
Yeah, and uh, you know, to put it as um, basketball terminology, that would be this is like to me the equivalent of uh, if Penny Hardaway had that crossover coming out of high school and coming out of college, and he gets to the NBA, he still got that crossover. Then AI comes obviously with the sicker crossover, and Penny's hating on AI because that's what it looks the like. The crossover right. two point Yeah, he's he's looking like. He's hating on the young up and coming guy, which you should be proud of him. Uh, and like I said, it would have been but much Bean, more. But, but Bean's been a hater, you know. But he got a track record of being a hater. Oh yeah, I mean. But then again, you know, I'm not faulting all that on Beans because when you get screwed by Jay the way you did in that situation, that's screwed. When you when, um, when you get fucked, you, you, you fucked. basically the entire state property got fucked in that situation. But hey, yo, the best part of that interview though was when, and this is why I respect Charlamagne the God as a journalist. When he came out and said, we're about promoting and sending a positive message. And you're talking about sending a positive message, but you had the state prop closing line with the pockets in the inside saying that's where you can hide your drugs and guns. And Beans looked at Buddy and said, man, next question. You can't even answer that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. That is, it's not like Charlamagne made I, some shit you know up. What? That you was know the what? exact quote. But you know what? I'm going to have to say Charlamagne the guy is fucked up on that one <laughs> because I had a, I had a couple pair of those pants. Yo, don't tell me you had a pair of the state props. I had a couple you of had state, a pair props. state props. Oh, shit. I had a couple, I had a couple of state props. Oh, man. Charlamagne the guy know he fucked up, man, because that was back when you had the whole Rockefeller shit popping and the state property shit popping. But that was the era that we was living. That, that was the era that, you know, of the music at that time, man. So that's kind of why... I feel like, you know, guys like Charlamagne and God, I respect them. I love them. Shit, I would love to have his crazy ass on my own podcast. But it's almost time for the passing of the guard because these dudes is closer to 40 than anything else. So, I mean, your opinion is almost irrelevant at this point, man. And you know what, though? I agree with what he said. Um, At this point, and again, there's cats who got that crab in the bucket mentality. But at some point, it comes to a point where you're at a certain age. And, you know, I'm, I think myself being a more mature person than I'm at that certain age. But obviously in hip-hop, it's different. I think you would have to be at that certain age where you shouldn't be about being the real street nigga. Yeah, and that's why like, I kind of I kind of um, sided with Charlamagne on that also. Because he was like, dude, I don't have to be a street nigga to be a sucker. Like, you can be a regular square-ass dude and still be a sucker or vice versa. But, um, but I, I think it... I agree with your original preface that a lot of these internet trolls and these Twitter fingers behind the scenes are really dictating, you know, what's out here in real life. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you get a couple of people to follow you or agree with your tweet or agree with what you're posting online. That can change the dynamic of any conversation. Yeah, man. A lot of these guys are, um, be fucked up to say, but a lot of these guys are the cast is getting stuck in the trash can and hot hit inside their locker and shit. And now they got an opinion on certain things. It is what it is. But, um, in in that same situation, as far as like the the internet trolls as well, I just I think that's the biggest issue in hip hop to me because now that hip hop is becoming so social media savvy, we're letting these same exact people who are deciding what street and what they would consider checking somebody. Which nowhere in this interview that I think anybody got checked. Um, maybe it's Beans when he came at his face with that shit, but this whole entire checking somebody situation now these people are deciding beefs. Like you would have to think about that now if artists are beefing. These people who decide what is street or not are the ones who's doing it. And it backfires in certain situations because obviously Drake was not street coming at Meek. But they basically took that opportunity and basically questioned Meek's character of being street. I'm not going to question Meek's character. I don't have the facts. You know, there's a good quote that goes around that says, if you say somebody's snitching, where's the paperwork? 
I don't believe half the shit anybody says until I see it. So I don't get how we're allowing them to dictate these victors. And to me, Beans has already got the L. You could drop 100 disses. All the shit that's happening right now, even though you're seeing it and it makes sense, the casual fans who's not a Beans fans is not checking for it. So it looks silly. Yeah, I agree with you like that. Let's say we fast forward three months from now. What does all of this really mean? All of this means is Meek is gonna Meek is gonna be Meek. Uh, he's gonna be on Instagram flexing, whatever the fuck, fucking Nicki Minaj, and Beans is gonna be doing back to what he was a month and a half ago, which I don't know what the fuck that was. I don't think exactly, which was nothing. So at the end of the day, he says it's not for pub. He says it's not for a press run, but magically. Nick and he said he did it in response to Meek Mills going on going on Hot 97 and dropping the diss freestyle that he did. Meek dropped one bar on this nigga, so one bar equals two songs, and then those two songs turn to a double mixtape. Yeah, it shit makes no sense. So you know what? Um, Be- what if the mixtape's fire? Does he get a pass? I'm gonna say no. Damn. Because the quality is still there, but Beans has a set fan base. There's certain rappers in the game who have a set fan base who are going to buy their music regardless. And Beans is one of those guys. Like, I don't think he gains anything from this. I think if Mean the Meek, uh, fuck, Beans does anything more than 10 grand first week sales in his situation, he'll be doing himself a favor. So maybe this will be good. I just think we're going to go back to forgetting about Beans. And I'm a Beans fan, but I'm just saying a lot of the cats who are still fucking with Beans based on the principle of what they did in the past are still the cats who are out here in Timberland boots, hoodies, and fitted hats. They're still stuck in the 90s, stuck in 2000s. Like, I don't think there's any growth with Beans. Ooh, you open up a whole nother perspective. So you saying, so you feel that Beans is kind of stuck in that late 90s, early 2000s. He is, because these cats, these older rappers out here, especially when you look at a Beans age, even though they say they're accepting of these younger artists, they're not accepting of the style of music right now. So you're not going to get uh, Beans right now that's going to appear kind of like a more poppy sound and things right now that's trending. You're still going to get that Broad Street bully back from the time when he was with State Property. And I don't think, aside from his hardcore fan base that he has, nobody's going to really be checking for this. That's the reason I don't think this beef is going to do much for being single. So at the end of the day, with the shot in the dark, that may not work. I mean, I think you made very valid points. I think that Beans, uh, we're, we can appreciate, if Beans was to drop a double mixtape tomorrow, I think I could appreciate it. And I'm copping it, even though the um, voice is, the, yeah, the bars are still there. Because of the era that we're from. But I think you bring up a good point. Um, today's generation won't be checking for that mixtape because he's irrelevant um for today's era yeah and you know what and it and it's sad to say i mean i wish there was something else that he could do in the situation the the real the real sucker shit and i would say in this interview and we can kind of close off of this topic too uh, soon but the real sucker shit in this interview was uh if i'm correct and again it was a long interview but there was a mention of will we hear beans collab with game to this meet i don't think we'll see that i think it, i don't nah, think I don't we'll think see it either but his response this this is what lets me know he's kind of doing it for a press run he could have shut that shit down and said look Game said some foul shit. Even though I talked to him on the phone, Game said some foul shit. We're not doing it. But his response was, we're going to have to see down the road, but I don't see that happen. That's still open. That's an open response. You could have deaded the shit like uh, the boy Joe Budden did when he came at Drake. The first two lines, he says, I'm right here per request. Now you're always stuck in them shoes. No alliances with Meek and still fuck him too. That was the first... That was the second line in that Drake making a murder day. So you knew the shit wasn't going to happen. And I'm not saying you got to say fuck Drake, uh, fuck Drake, fuck game 
But you could have just deaded that shit in the water. But like, look, the way this beef started, I'm not doing any collaborations with him. This is between me and, and me and Buddy. But he didn't do that. So that just brings to the question that I feel like he's still trying to keep his industry connects in place. And he's still trying to have that. And I don't blame him at all for that. But it, it he's just trying to have bad. his cake and eat it too. Yeah, he just looks bad on his. That's it. I mean, I understand the situation. You understand the situation. We understand it more. To the casual fan, he looks bad. He's looking real bad, man. I, I can't do nothing. I can't do nothing but agree with you in all facets of the situations for being somebody who is a respected street guy, just a respected street guy, first and foremost, who also happened to have lyrical ability to bless us with some great bars over the years. I hate to see him go out like this. Yeah, we're talking about the guy who um, in early 2000s, mid 2000s, that people were looking at, okay, this guy might be better than Jay when he was with State Prop because a lot of those songs that he had with Jay, he was washing Jay up. So, and now you look at where Jay-Z's at, you look at where Beans is at, that really, to me, take that picture. Jay Z, 2016, Beanie Siegel, 2016. That to me defines the crab, in, uh, the crab in the bucket mentality. That Beans decided to stick to the same shit, the street shit, never grew up out of it. He's underground. He's struggling for attention. Jay Z them elevated himself to new heights. Now, part of that might be because Jay Z had an impact on Beanie Siegel's career with the bullshit with State Property and Dame Dash, the way that whole Rockefeller situation went down. But that's just a perfect picture, man. At some point, hip hop, you gotta grow up. And I feel bad for everybody. I mean, I feel like it's an old saying in business. After uh, what can happen is, after you've been doing business with somebody for so long, you tend to make more enemies than friends. Um, and that's kind of what you see here with Beans, man. Like, you've just been hovering around the city for so long that you're making more enemies than friends. You're not doing anything productive musically, um, artistic-wise, even if you're going to take it to the film. Um, that aspect, you've just been irrelevant you know, outside dealing with your own street elements. And then when you do come back, you come back in some shaky ass beef where you say you're repping for the city where in actuality, you're just looking out for yourself. All signs in this beef point to Beans looking out for himself. man. And that's exactly what's happening. He's just looking out for himself. And you said the business savvy aspect of it. Stop going on tax season every time you got a problem. Just, just stop it. Like you went on tax season one time to air out your shit and then you went on tax season the second time. You need to stop using that as your platform. And I'm sure oh, tax so he's don't been care. there a couple times. He's been there twice. Yeah, you can't be going on airing your grievances, but then say you. See, yeah, B is just trying to have his cake and eat it too. I, 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 I don't respect. It. Yeah, I don't respect nobody. Don't, don't show up at taxes. Don't pull the Donald Trump. Uh, don't, don't show, Donald Trump ain't showing us his taxes. How don't, about this? Don't come on my goddamn show and say one thing and then a couple of days later do something else. And that's exactly what it is. So, like I said, State Property, they still got a place in hip-hop. End of the day, they're going to be likely one of the best rap groups uh, out there. So, it is what it is. They they cemented the place in, in hip-hop. Beans, just seek help. Whatever the fuck's going on, man, just... You know what? The way that these guys is moving and operating as a city, they might just put... They might just, you know, be the reason that Philly don't make it back. Because it, it, it already was a while. Like, we didn't really have shit going on in Philly. Then Meek came out, who was already kind of hit or miss. And then, you know, he got dominated by Drake, Game, and the list goes on. And then he's getting dominated by niggas in his own city. So is it possible that these Philly niggas could be the demise of their own of their own uprising? That no, that's not possible. That's a fact. Facts. Oh damn. Facts. That, Beans voice. That that's a that's a fact. When you hating on people in your own city, you have no unity, you have no come up, everybody wants to do their own thing and get money. And Philly was blessed to have an opportunity to shine as a city because there are certain cities who have spitters underground who aren't getting the same opportunity. So they're just running their own opportunity. It is what it is. 
I'm just tired of the OG aspect of it. Like, yo, I don't give a fuck, man. People, people hold this OG shit way too, way too high over the head. I will respect my OGs when my OGs ain't coming out here looking sour. And right now, Beans is looking sour. I'm not saying Meek didn't have a part of it, but he's just looking sour. So I don't blame O'Malley. I don't blame Meek or anybody for doing what they do. I now, think not, all their careers is over. They, they're all over. Now, knocking Buddy out was foul. I'm not excusing that, but everything else that happens, I mean, it's fair game. It is what it is. He's hating on you guys, um, and you guys are trying to get your career back. I think O'Malley needs to distance himself from Dream Chasers ASAP because this dude is probably the only bright spot in the whole, uh, bright spot in the whole Dream Chasers, and the shit it just ain't working his way right now. If I'm Meek, if I'm O'Malley, if I'm anybody from Dream Chasers, I go on vacation, I go to Bahamas, I go to, I go to Turks and Caicos, wherever you feel you want to go. Lock my stuff in the studio and just make music. Cause that's the only way he's gonna be able to get over this is to come out with some hit music. And I feel like whoever Meek Mill's A and R, uh, not A and R, um, whoever whoever's in Meek Mill's corner that's handling his social media affairs and handling his publicity, man, he needs to fire in the ass. He needs. I mean, everything has been south. He don't have no damage control. None at all. Everything has been south the last uh, year and a half. Now. He is staying kind of low with this whole situation happening. He's not even really responding. Uh, aside from that one bar, just kind of like you said, he's not really staying. He's staying as low as he can, but you need somebody else in your corner, buddy. I'll let me. You know, I, I'm not charging much. I just need a few, a few Gs. We'll, we'll be <laughs> okay. good. I'll keep your ass out. I could do that shit all day, but like, hey, before you send that tweet, did you really think of what you said? Did you think about this? Man, that's easy money right there. Hi, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is your boy, Jay Deluxe. Um, that's going to be the end of our podcast due to some technical difficulties in recording. It'll be cut short this week, but you know we'll come back next week stronger than ever. As always, you can follow us on IG, Instagram. That's J-A-E underscore D-L-U-X. You can follow Sky High Re on Instagram at Sky High Re. That's S-K-Y-H-I-G-H-R-E-E. -E. You can follow the Culture Academy on Instagram uh, you can also follow us on Facebook at the Culture Academy Podcast. Please follow, subscribe on iTunes as well as SoundCloud. As always, uh, we'll come back with another episode for you guys. So this will just be a little brain teaser for you guys just to get the conversation started. But again, uh, you can follow us on those platforms. Be sure to hit us up, comment, subscribe, like the video, share with your friends. And as always, class is dismissed.